Today, I want us to pray if we can. Last week, I mentioned to you uh, the passing of Pastor Doug Johnson, pastor of First Baptist Church of Pipe Creek, and I had a celebration of life, his life this week, and it's just good to be together with family, friends. It's good to hear stories of a man who had an influence. One of the things I heard that pastor about Pastor Doug that I love is he loved the Word of God. Amen. He loved the Word. He was a student of the Word. It brought him great delight to be able to articulate the truth of God's Word. It literally had transformed his life, and he wanted to use it. This this was his weapon when it came to to. Um, his counterattacks against what the enemy was doing, the Word of God. And so uh, can we just pray for that house today? They've got an, a, another pastor that's going to be preaching today. And so can we just pray for, for an anointing over that house today? So wherever you're at in this room or in your room, private room, living room, or God's room that we call the beach or the mountains, wherever that is, Let's just unify our hearts together and pray. God, thank you for your presence. Thank you, God, that we do not have to go wondering where you are right now. You're everywhere. You're you're everywhere. You are present. There is no place that you cannot be. And so what confidence that is for us that wherever we are physically right now, the presence of the Lord is there. You're in this room, you're in living rooms, you're in motor homes, you are in a vehicle driving down the road, you are on the mountains, and you are on the seashore. Lord, you are everywhere. And we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your spirit with us. We thank you, God, that you are spirit. And 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Hallelujah. And so, God, thank you for the freedom that you bring. Thank you, God, for that. Lord, today our hearts pray and we lift up right now the, the family of faith that are gathered at First Baptist Church of Pipe Creek that today Pastor David is standing in the pulpit filling in for a man who, well, he's sitting at your feet this morning, Doug Johnson, worshiping with all the saints and the angels gathered around the throne, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. God, I pray that this morning you would do what you do at First Baptist Pipe Creek. Lord, we know that your word says weeping may last through the night, but joy comes in the morning. And God, I'm praying for a spirit of joy to sweep over that house today and for an excitement about a future. Pray for love and rally and support around the family, Miss Rebecca and the kids. God, as they navigate the days to come, May they see the body of Christ step out and be the body of Christ. Lord, I want to thank you for many in this house that have have, have given to to come alongside financially to support this family in their time of need. 
And Lord, I want to pray a return blessing on everyone who's given. I'm praying tenfold. Come on, I'm praying tenfold. Scripture says, my God is able to do immeasurably more than we could ever dream or ask. And I'm praying that in your life as you give. Father, I want to thank you for the reminder of that song that we just sang. The words say, I surrender. I surrender. Lord, that puts it on me. I, I, I know God's so easy. It's so, so easy for me to, to, to just keep praying and asking, Lord, I pray that they would surrender. Or he would surrender. Or she would surrender. No, no, no. That's not what the song says. It says, I surrender. And Lord, I pray that, that I would continue to take greater responsibility for where I am. And Lord, that I would continue to live from a heart of surrender to you. Father, that I would be the man you've called me to be. And God, I surrender. I give you my life. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us. I pray that you would continue what you've already started. Come on, it's good, isn't it? Anybody regret showing up yet? No, it's been good. The Holy Spirit, continue to speak to us now. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. We probably all share something in common in this room today, a childhood experience that we, many of us have probably lived out. We, 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 have you ever been in, have you ever gone to visit like a cavern or a cave somewhere? Or, or maybe you've been in a big empty auditorium or a room of some sort and, and, and you know what we did when we found ourselves in that environment. We, we probably let out some sort of, some sort of blood curdling scream, yell, wail, whatever, you know, yelled, come and take it or whatever. And we just love what happened in that empty space that we found ourselves in. What would happen? An echo would break out. And what started from you yelling or screaming something soon began to fill that cavern or that room. And it echoed and it would bounce for it seemed like eternity. I'll never forget my first experience in a cave. Now, growing up in Dallas, we didn't go spelunking much around the Dallas area, you know. Um, I'll never forget when I was 12 years old, our, our summer baseball team had, were, was traveling to Las Cruces, New Mexico for, for a tournament, and, and, and our coaches, went out, we went out a few days early and, 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 and took us to Carlsbad Caverns. Round of applause if you've ever been there, all right? You know what I'm talking about. And I know that caves and caverns are not anything unusual to us here in the hill country as we are blessed with some incredible, incredible creations by God that are underground, Correct. And uh, I know that you've been to many of those, but, but I'll never forget as we, we begin to walk down the stairs there and, 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 you know, it's hot and arid up top, but as you begin to walk down and make your way down a path and, and what have you, the, the, it, the, the, the light begins to disappear a little bit and, and what was a, a warm climate soon becomes kind of a little bit cooler, does it not? And a little bit more damp, not quite so arid. And, and I'll never forget that once we were positioned in a, in a safe location that, that our tour guide did something. He said, listen, I, I want to ask for complete silence. Have you ever asked a group of 12-year-old boys for that? I mean, that's like, it's a futile battle, is it not? 
And so he said, I want everybody to be quiet. And so we did our best, you know, not to elbow and hem haw and joke around, but, but we got silent. And you know that when you're silent in an environment like that, it's something you don't hear. You, you can actually like hear your own heart beating or your head pulsating. You know what I'm talking about? And so we were there and we just, it was silent. It was quiet. And he killed a flashlight and we sat there in silence and didn't hear anything. And eventually my ears began to, to pick up a, the sound of, of, of what sounded like dripping water. You know, that in most underground caves that water seeps down and it begins to drip and, and fo- forms. What are those things called that hang down? I can't tell the difference when stalactites or stalagmites, okay? I, I missed that part, but you know what I'm talking about. Things form and they drip and over the course of time, it just forms these incredible Things and uh, this is like a, a great advertising plug for Cave Without a Name and, and all of that. And anyway, um, but you could hear the sound of dripping water, and, and when you couldn't hear anything, you could hear just a little small drip, and it would kind of just echo, reverberate off those cave walls. And then in just a moment, because I'm sure the tour guy was like, Why did I have to get the baseball team for a guy, a tour today? He, he, he says, Now I want to do something, I just want, and he just let out a big scream. And it's wah, 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 It just echoed throughout that cave in which we found ourselves in. An echo, an echo. It's, it's, it's sound waves or, or that, 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 that are, are thrown out from a source and they begin to bounce off of surfaces and reverberate and sounds and waves and, 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 and they come back and even the, or the one who originated it soon begins to hear what they birthed in that moment. Do they not? It's called an echo. You hear it? It kind of bounces around for just a few moments. Now there's something about an echo. An echo doesn't just create itself, does it? It has to have a source. There has to be something or there has to be someone that gets that party started, that starts the echo. There's an originator behind it. And what makes it so cool is once that originator unleashes it, it is beautiful and it is awesome to behold the environment and what happens with what has been started. Today, we're going to start a series entitled Echo. And here's what I want us to understand as we launch out on this journey together today, that everything we have comes from God. He's the originator of everything. I want us to see in our journey together that that God is the originator, okay? And and he he is sending something out. He's calling out and he's sending things out. And the challenge for us is how can we in turn reverberate and bounce back to him and to bounce back to others? Well, what God is sending out. Everything you have comes from God. This is basic theology. God is the originator. He's the OG, all right? He is the originator. Everything in this world, everything that you experience, everything in your life originates, it starts from him. He is the source. Are we okay right now? He is the source. I say everything, everything good that is, 
God is good. And if God is good, he cannot be bad. Now, we humans can be both, can we not? Because we're talented. We can be good in one moment and awesome, and then we can be bad in the very next, right? Am I talking to anybody right now? Okay, I just deal with it. It's a problem with me. But God is not like that. You need to understand that when I say everything comes from God, that is everything that is good. You remember in the creation story, the very first book of the Bible, it's called, not appendix, Genesis, okay? In the book of Genesis, God created everything. And at the end of every day of God working and creating, he would look back on it and say, it is, it's good. He didn't say, oh, I just missed it there. Oh, it's off just a little. That, that's not the right hue that I was thinking when I thought it up. No, 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 no. God looked back at the end of each dance that it is good. And there's something really incredible that happens on day six when God takes some dirt and he spits on it and breathes in it. He creates a human being, a man. And God looked at that, that day and said, it is very good. All things good come from God. He is the originator. He is the source of everything good we have in this life. You know what I love about God is that he gives us the potential to be successful. He gives us the potential to enjoy wealth. He gives us the potential to have healthy lives and to utilize our gifts and our abilities. He gives us the potential to have things and stuff. God is just, look what it says in Deuteronomy chapter 8, 18. Remember the Lord your God. These words were written to a nation that had forgotten. They'd forgotten the goodness of God. Now, how he had led them out of bondage, how he had provided for them where there seemed to be no way. I want you to remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful. And God is good, and he gives us the opportunity to, to accumulate and to enjoy and to love. And I come to give you life, Jesus would say. Life that is abundant and free, life to the max, life to the full. What happens so oftentimes is we forget all the goodness and the fullness and why our life is so good. We forget the source. We forget the originator. We forget the one who gives it to us. And it's easy, is it not? That when times are good, we start thinking, man, I'm just so clever. Man, I'm so smart. Man, I really made a great decision in that moment and look how things have just flourished. It is easy for us when things are going so well to think that we're the reason of it all. We do, do we not? We puff ourselves up and we walk around and we're God. I mean, it's easy in those moments. Friends, I hope that you do not forget what the word of the Lord reminds us of is that he is the source of it all. In fact, in James chapter one, verse 16 says, don't be misled. You see, the enemy wants to mislead us. He wants us to think that your success and that your wealth and that your health and that great home that you have and that car that was awesome, that now looks like a 12 year old took a baseball bat and just beat it up, right? Dents everywhere, right? Listen, the enemy wants us to believe that everything is 
well, it's about us, but it's not. And so many of us get caught up into this misleading from Satan himself, thinking that we're the reason why things are going so well. We're the reason why we found the roll of toilet paper when no one else could. (laughs) Because we're just such good hunters, right? James says, don't be misled. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from who? God the Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. And I love this. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. You see, it's so easy for us when things are going well to think that we're the reason behind it all. But I want to encourage you. What well, James 1 says, hey, listen, no, no. every good gift comes down from the Father of lights, from heaven above. And I love that imagery. Listen, it is continually coming down. God is not a one and done type of blesser. He, 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 he doesn't just give us something. Say, okay, I'm done. Woo. I've reached my maximum with you. No, 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 no. James 1 says it continually flows down. Come on. Has God been good to anybody this week? Was he good to somebody last week? And last week, even in the midst of of, of, of a pandemic, has God not still seen you through and provided? That's just what he does. He's good. And he's going to continue to bless. He's going to continue to rain it down on you. And I know sometimes for someone listening right now, maybe you feel like, golly, where? I just wish I could have some. You just hang on somebody. Because God's going to work it all out for good. Those who love him and called according to his purposes. Colossians chapter 1, verse 16 says, Everything was created through him. Ah, and for him. Now, now, now check this out. Not, not only is he the original, not only is he the one that's raining it down and he's going to continually do so, but do you understand the good things that God has blessed you with are not just for you, but they are to be returned and used? For him. Oh, come on now. We're getting deep. God's given me stuff. God's blessed me with my wealth. God's blessed me with my health. I know you're judging. You're saying, "Mm -mm, he's shortchanged you, bro. That's okay. My talents, my abilities. God has blessed us with those things. And in return, God's saying, hey, I've given you this because I want you to use it for my glory. In scripture, we would call that stewardship. You know what that means? means I'm a manager. I don't own it. I don't own my home. I don't own my bank account. I don't own my stuff. I don't own my family. I don't, I'm a manager. It's been created. It's been given to me by him, through him, but I'm to use it for him. I manage. You remember Matthew 25, a few weeks ago, we, we looked at a parable and, and I, if I could rename it, I would rename it the, 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 the parable of of a missed opportunity because in that parable, we find that there's a landowner that's going out of town and he leaves three bags of, or leaves three servants with some talents, some of his possession, bags of silver. And two of those hired servants use that and and they grow it for their, their master while he's gone. But that third one takes it and he just holds on to it. You know, that's how so many of us in our culture are today. God is blessing us and he's given us things. And there are so many people that are using it, but there are still so many that are just holding on to what they've got, right? Just holding on to that. The master returns home and he, 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 he kind of gets on and he's frustrated with that 
servant that did nothing with what had been trusted. Listen, God's blessed us and he's given us things. Not only has it been given through him, but he wants us to use it for him. Come on, somebody. You know what you need to do right now? You need to thank God for your life because everything about you that's good is from him. And I know that you, we think highly of ourselves, but come on, can we just give God a round of applause right now and just thank him for his goodness, the blessings that he's demonstrated in our life time and time again, it's not one and done, but it's every day and every moment. Yeah, the reason, or he's the reason why you're experiencing the, the gifts that you have, listen, I'm telling you, he is the reason of it all. John chapter one starts in verse one. It says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. But I love it. Verse three says, all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. So are we okay so far? That's just the introduction. I know you got plans reservations, but just hang on. He's the originator. He's the source. Everything's been made by him. And he is the starter of an echo that it wants to re he wants to reverberate throughout our world. It's Mother's Day today. And by the way, don't you just love um, that, that little uh, photo opportunity you see set out there? Take advantage of that. And Sierra and Kate, thank you so much for, listen, for all your party needs, see Sierra, Holt, and Kate, and they'll be glad to, all right, shout out right there, that must be your mom, but that's okay, it's good, um, they do a great work, they do a great work, but it's Mother's Day, and I know that some of you have been searching relentlessly at Walgreens for that special gift, haven't you? You've been looking, and there'll be flowers given, there'll be boxes of candy given, there'll be massage coupons given, nails and all that stuff. And, and, um, you know, I, I was, I, my, my, I asked Angie, just, Hey, my, I can't see my mom. My mother-in-law's here today. And so we're loving on her this weekend. And, you know, we men get about like 37 minutes on father's day, but they get like a month, you know, for mother's day it's mother's month. And so that's okay. They're worth it. Are they not men? Come on, man. Are they worth it? That's what I'm talking about. Um, so I said, hey, I need to send my mom something. And she's like, well, what is your mom like? I said, man, I don't know. I don't know. So, so I did whatever dude does. Hey, could you send something on my behalf to my mom? That's wrong. She's watching right now. And I'm not, I mean, I'm not telling her anything new because she knew. She knew that when whatever delivery service showed up, she calls and texts Angie, thank you so much for sending me this. So my mom knows. She knows what a moron I am, all right? So Angie gets on the phone and sends mom fresh cut flowers. And she says, does your mom like to snack on this? Man, I don't know. I said, here's what I do know. My mom likes some unsweet tea and, and she likes sweet and low. Now my, <laughs> and my mom loves her some sweet and low and some unsweet tea. I'm going, mama, I'm drinking that, that sweet tea is bad for you. I'm like, well, mom, lab rats die over that pink stuff and you're free. So here's what I did. I'm not trying to do it. Just, I just want her to be happy. So I send sweet tea and I send her 250 packets of sweet. Actually, I did. My wife did. And so it's, if something happens to mom, it's really on my wife, but that's okay. That's because she, she, she did that for me. But, but 
But she was, oh, I'm so glad. I didn't even have enough tea. I'd finished all my tea and it just came at the right time. I said, I know, mom. God told me. (laughs) Actually, my wife just knows some stuff. Amen. Come on. How many of you men know that your wives know some stuff? Amen. Yeah. We're going to give so many gifts and it's Mother's Day and I hope that you're blessed and loved and you're calling people. I saw a lady in our neighborhood walking around early this morning with our dogs and we were chatting it up and and just, you know, blessed her and honored her. I love what Pastor Angie said about calling. Maybe there's a, a, another lady that's played a significant role. Just honor them and bless them. But, but uh, we're going to give gifts, and I've given gifts, and there's lunches and all that stuff. I, I love what I read one Christmas, you know, kid, letters that kids write to Santa. One year, I read this. A kid said, hey, dear Santa, last year you, bought, you brought me a baby brother. This year, could you take him back, right? I mean, I know that some of you moms may feel like that. They just, man, I just wish, ugh. You know, I wish I could send my kid back sometime, right? And, and what have you. But it, we're moms and we don't do that. And uh, dads think that, but moms don't. That's just what they do. But Gifts. And what do you give? Have you ever thought that when, when we think about the blessings of God and the goodness of God, and he's the originator of it all, and, and he continually rains down blessings upon us. Hey, what do you give to someone who has it all? You know? Have you ever thought about that? But what, what, what can you give to a God who, who is the originator and the blesser and gives so many things? How do you give back to him when he's got it all? Well, I, I, I think that for me, it's, it's, it's really easy. I, I think God is wanting us to, to kind of reflect him. Yeah, I, I think that God loves to bless his children but God gives us blessings, and, and in essence, God wants us to, I think, reflect that he wants to kind of reverberate whatever he started. You know, this room has on the walls some gray squares. You see those gray squares there? And, and, and even in this room, you're sitting in padded chairs, and there's a purpose behind all that because this room is just concrete and steel, and, and if we didn't have something up to kind of absorb the, the, the sound, that the sound waves in this room, it would really be loud and obnoxious. You're like, bro, y'all need to put some more up because it is still loud and obnoxious in here. Get over it. We have earplugs at Connections. If it's too loud, you're too old. But anyway, um, I'm just kidding. I apologize. I'm glad this was the last Sunday for some of you here at 1910. But anyway, um, but these are purposefully placed there because these fabric Fabric squares are not just for shapes and dimension, but, but they actually know they do. They, they soak up and they absorb the sound waves in this room. And so it really cuts down on the echo effect. The, the, the voices and the music doesn't just quite reverberate as much as it could because we have put some, some you know, scientifically devised type of fabric on a wall that absorbs the sound so it doesn't echo as much. You know, that's what so many people in our culture do with the blessings of God. Instead of letting that blessing kind of continue to reverberate and bounce back to God and giving it back to Him and, and then bless other people, you know what we do? We kind of, well, we're like one of these squares on the wall. We kind of soak it in. And we kind of just feel like it's just for me. God, I love you and I thank you for the blessing, but whoo, man, I needed, can you, can you, can, pastor said you continually send, I could use me some more tomorrow, Lord. 
and we just kind of soak it up. And all these blessings, our wealth, our possessions, our talents, our gifts, so many of us today, instead of letting it continue to echo back to God, the originator, and echo and reverberate throughout the lane, you know what we're doing? We're just kind of, we're like this, we're soaking it up to ourselves. And I'm not saying that it's not good, but it could be better. What do you give to someone who has it all? I think God's saying, hey, I want your life to reflect me. There's a passage in scripture that I love in the book of 1 Samuel. I'm I'm gonna read it to you today. It's a story of a woman by the name of Hannah. And if you know anything about Hannah, Hannah cannot have children. She's barren. If you know anything about that culture, it was a big deal for for the wife to have kids and as many kids as possible. Be fruitful and multiplying. And kids would die early or wars would happen or whatever. And so, so one of the greatest things that a woman could do for her husband was to produce children for him. And they produced many. And what do you do for someone who can't? Well, in that culture the wife would actually give another woman to her husband. Or the husband would take on other wives. Polygamy, listen, that is is OT. That is not what is needed today. Polygamy is not right. Don't you be giving somebody else to your man, all right? That's wrong. And men, don't you be taking anybody. You know what I'm saying. We'll preach on that maybe later on, okay? But But in this culture, there's this man by the name of Elkanah, and that's Hannah's husband. And Hannah can't produce children. So Hannah, Elkanah actually takes on two other women, and they begin to bear children. And and they kind of begin to rub it in Hannah's face. You can't take care of your man. They didn't say it that way, but that's what they were insinuating. And there was really one of these women by the name of Penina. Now, listen, if, if I would have been Hannah, I would say, hey, listen, I need you to, to shut your mouth because have you ever thought about what your mama named you? And who names their kid Penina? I hope I'm not talking to anybody right now. I've really screwed up your future attendance here at this church, haven't I? But this Penina keeps coming at Hannah daily and just giving her the business because she can't honor her husband. It's not her fault. She just can't. And it says in in chapter one of 1 Samuel that each time Hannah would be reduced to tears and she wouldn't even eat. Elkanah comes to Hannah in verse eight says, why are you crying? Why aren't you eating? Why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than 10 sons? like a Gaston moment, you know, in Beauty and the Beast. Who fights like Gaston? I mean, come on, bro. Isn't that like a typical dude? Come on, I'm better than 10 boys. I wish I could see what Hannah responded to with that. But anyway, verse nine says, once after a sacrificial meal at Shiloh, 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 love to take you to Israel with me October the 4th to the 14th. See me afterwards. Hannah got up and she went to pray. And Eli was the priest there at the tabernacle in Shiloh. 
He was sitting in his customary place beside the entrance of the temple and Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. And, he, and she made this vow, O Lord of heaven's armies, if you will look upon my sorrow and if you will answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire lifetime and as, and as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord, his hair will never be cut. As she was praying to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking. Must you come here drunk, he demanded. Throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am very discouraged, and I was simply pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I'm a wicked woman, for I've been praying out of great anguish and sorrow. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request that you have asked of him. Oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. She went back and she began to eat again. and She was no longer sad. Now, I could stop right here and preach a sermon on you better be careful what you pray and ask God for. And you better be careful of the promises you make to God. The entire family gets up the next morning, Scripture says, and went to worship the Lord once more. And then they returned home to Ramah. And when Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. And in due time, she gave birth to a son and named him Samuel. Or she said, I asked the Lord for him. The next year, Elkanah, you see, they'd go three times a year and and worship at the tabernacle. And the next year, Elkanah and his family went on their annual trip to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. But Hannah didn't go. She told her husband, wait until the boy is weaned. Then I will take him to the tabernacle and leave him there with the Lord permanently. Whatever he thinks best, Elkanah agreed. Stay here for now. May the Lord help you keep the promise. So she stayed home and nursed the boy, Samuel, until he was weaned. When the child was weaned, Hannah took him to the tabernacle in Shiloh. They brought along a three-year-old bull for the sacrifice of basket, uh, for the sacrifice and a basket of flour and some wine. And after sacrificing the bull, they brought the boy to Eli. Sir, do you remember me? Hannah said. I'm the woman who stood here several years ago praying for the Lord. And I asked the Lord to give me this boy he has now granted my request. And so now I am giving him to the Lord and he will belong to the Lord his whole life. And they worshiped the Lord there. Hannah prayed and God heard her prayer. Lord, if you'll just give me a son, I'm, Lord, I will give him back to you for your use and your glory. Hey, how insignificant and small does that make my token responses to God whenever he blesses me? Whenever God steps into a prayer request that I have and he answers, man, I'm just gonna go to church on Sunday. Come on, come on. I'm just gonna give a, a tenth of my blessing that you give me. Come on, come on. Hannah here in 1 Samuel prayed and God blessed her and, and she gave Samuel her only son to the Lord. 
What do you give someone who has it all? You give him your all. You give him your very best. Same, uh, Hannah in that moment is showing her complete dedication to the Lord. She's showing her worship to God because she said, God, listen, God, I, I wasn't really in the right mind when I asked you for that. No, that's not what she said. She said, Lord, you heard me. And this little boy here is a blessing from you. And I know that you are the originator of his life. I could not have done this. I tried, God, but you stepped in and you did it. Not give him to you. How can you honor someone who has given you so much? It's really easy for me because I believe that that we as Christ followers, as Christians, as believers, we are to do exactly what God does. And we respond just the same way that Hannah respond. We respond the same way that God responded by sending his only son, Jesus. We give God our best. We give him our best. I'm not going to give him just some or if I feel like it. No, no, no. I give him the best. When I think of all that he's done for me, he's the blesser and he's continually raining it down in my life. How could I not want to give him everything? How will you respond to the one who has sent out a sound he started something. He's raining down blessings. What will you do? Will you soak it in? Or will you let it echo for the world to see? Would you stand with me today? Whew. Prayer ministry team, will you come join me down front today? I want to pray. Bow your head and close your eyes. God, thank you for the reminder today that you love us and you're for us. God, I can't help but think it is with great joy and delight when you rain down your blessings on us. You delight in that. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. God, I want to thank you for the blessings in my life. And God, I pray for me. I can't do it for anyone else listening today. But God, in my life, I want to respond. I want to respond well. I want to give you, God, my best. God, that's the appropriate response to a God who's given us everything. Everything we have has been created by him and we are to use it for you, Lord. God, I pray that we would echo what you've started. The financial blessings you've given us, the possessions that we have in life, Lord, our gifts, our talents, Lord, all of those things, God, may we echo that to a world in need. God, I pray today for the person that's here and struggling, hurting, they're dazed and confused, disillusioned, they're looking for the source of life. Well, you are that source. 
You've always been that source. And I pray today that they would take advantage of this opportunity to receive prayer. Those that are watching online, that the Lord, they would send in even a request right now to our pastors that are watching the chat feeds right now. God, we know that you're for us and you want to bless us. So God, meet us in our situations we're in right now. And God, I pray that we would respond just as Hannah did, that we'd give you everything, that we would reflect you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.